Happy Brews Day Tuesday, everybody. My name is Caroline King, and you're listening to Bitch Beer. Okay, so I have Rebecca on, and we are going to be talking about Dames and Dregs Beer Festival. Rebecca is one of the head organizers for this event. And for anybody that attended previously, it's such an amazing beer festival. Uh, it's This is our f- fourth, third year? Third. Third yeah. year. It would be fourth. Yes. We, we're, you know, if we were able to get together For the last year, year that but... shall not be named. <laughs> yeah, well, we're just going to zoom right past that (laughs) so we've been calling this our year three redo oh that's a good I like that year three redo I think that's a really good way to put that I feel like a lot of people are doing redos of 2020 so I think that's definitely a good call and in previous years uh, Dames and Dregs is just one of those festivals that's just so special because there are just so many things going on it's not just a beer festival that we have like panels we have music everything so uh are we going to be able to expect all those amazing things this year absolutely um we really want you know wanted it to feel familiar and for people to come in and it it would it would feel like we hadn't missed a year and that we're just getting together um almost as as if you know no time has passed even though obviously it has um and we're just excited to be able to get together and to have some engaging, thoughtful conversations with really awesome women in this industry and to see familiar faces and some new faces and just mm-hmm. to overall just have a wonderful day of celebrating women and beer. I think that's so amazing. And what I love about the festival is, yes, it celebrates women and beer, but it's not just for women. It is for everyone. Everyone can attend. It's just it's encouraged that everybody attends. And unless you're under the age of 18 then <laughs> or right. under the age of 21 sorry right right under 21 yeah definitely drinking age um we have had a few you know parents to bring babies that were attached to them which is you know fine yeah. but yes we this is definitely an adult event for people who consume the beverages that's awesome and I feel like this is one of those festivals where there's just so much talk around beer festivals these days and what's going on and codes of conduct and safety at festivals I feel like this is one of those festivals where I have just always felt the most safe and in a safe space for this festival um and I think that's just because of the way that y'all organize it so when you're going to, you know, choose breweries and choose vendors for this event, what sort of things are you, what sort of qualities and like codes of conduct are you looking for with these places? One of our primary tenets, honestly, is for there to be an interest mm. of, of the brewery to participate because in order to create like a safe space for everyone, you know, there has to just be like a mutual respect and an agreement that we're here um, bringing together a diverse group of people mm. to sometimes talk about topics that are challenging. As you know, we've had a lot of um, uh, a lot of things to occur in the industry in the last 
in the last year plus. I mean, for much longer, but many things came to light in the last year. So our focus in the spirit of celebrating and moving forward is to make sure that we're welcoming to everyone. So, you know, one of our taglines is we welcome dames, stags, and everyone in between because we want everyone to feel safe and comfortable to share their views and to be themselves without having to mask anything or um, censor themselves. We only ask that people who come forward are respectful Mm -hmm. and then you should be able to expect that respectful treatment in return. So that's the primary criteria for us. This year was a little bit different because, you know, um, it was really interesting. Like in year two, we had so much momentum coming out of that event. We had like awesome context and it already began, started conversations with breweries for year three. And then the pandemic happened and a lot of those conversations kind of dried up and we weren't even sure like, I mean, it took a lot for us to even come together to figure out how we could do an event safely safely Mm -hmm. in this world, because we obviously care very deeply about making sure that we not only provide a fun event, but a safe Mm -hmm. event where people, um, where we're doing everything that we can to be mindful of, you know, the realities of COVID. So in that spirit, it was just, we had a lot of conversations like internally about what we can do to try to produce a safe event in, um, in the time of COVID and uh, you know, just having a lot of grace with ourselves to understand that there are a lot of things that we've, we've forgotten since we've had a break Yeah, and um, you know, excited for, for so many people who just reached out to us with interest to participate. Um, and, you know, I think everyone seems to get that for this year. You know, it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be a great day. And we hope, you know, that next year will be even bigger and better. um, And hopefully with less COVID. I know less COVID. I want. Yeah, I'm getting boosted and all I'm getting all I'm getting it all done. All the shots, girl. I've had all the shots. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you made such a good point because like, first off, if an organization is interested in being involved in an event like this, this that shows that they are supportive of what what your ethos are and what you all are about, which is a huge step. And I think that's really cool and speaks a lot about the breweries that are involved and the organizations. And you all took so much care in who you reached out to and who you featured which I think is just really amazing because it's not just about female-owned breweries, but just featuring females and women in the beer industry on all levels, but making it open for women who have who are very seasoned in the industry and also women mm-hmm. who are new to the industry and women who are inter- who may possibly just be consumers but may be interested in being the industry or just they just like drinking beer. So yeah. And a lot of, and, and honestly, most of our list this year came about that way. It was a lot of word of mouth. I had, I've, I had women <laughs> emailing me. Like, That's awesome. COVID. I've run into people who've known that, you know, I'm one of the co-founders of Danes and Dregs. And a, a lot of our conversations kind of started that way. And we were very fortunate to have people come forward, which took a lot of pressure off of me because most of my contacts were out of date mm-hmm. and I myself, as you know, I'm not, I don't work in outside of dames and drags and um, being in like a, an enthusiast <laughs> about supporting breweries in um, Georgia and beyond. I, I, I don't work at a brewery anymore. So um, I don't have the same 
uh, connection. I obviously know lots of people, but it's more challenging to like get a, a current list of sales reps or marketing reps, um, especially having, you know, had such a break between our events that, you know, kept us more engaged. And that's such a good point, too, because so many people have been in and out of the industry. Some breweries didn't make it through the pandemic. So it's just been it's been like a really trying time. So I think this is a great time to celebrate the women in this industry and the breweries that made it through and really figure out how to rebuild from this point. And that's why I love a lot of the panel discussions that and the way that they're focused. Um, Yeah. um, Talk to us about some of the panels that you curated and uh, what some of the topics are going to be about. So we definitely wanted to um, continue conversation because, you know, uh, given some of the the stories that came forward in the last year, yes. uh, we felt that it was really important to have to give space to have discussions and to get opinions and ideas and to hear from women in the industry who have perhaps, you know, experienced some of these um, similar events, uh, unfortunate though they may be. And one of the things that I decided pretty on pretty early on this year was that in the spirit of being really mindful of COVID and trying to create the safest environment that we possibly can doing an event of this, of this nature, um, was to focus each panel with one brewery team. So um, we're doing three panels this year. Um, our brewery partners for the panels are Monday Night Creature Comforts and Jekyll Brewing. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, I had different thoughts in mind just through conversations with women on their team. So for uh, Monday night, our panel is going to be called Hashtag Goals and Leveling Up. And I, I thought that. that women on their team, um, you know, had unique perspectives. I mean, they have two women who are in like C-suite level positions. Yes. And that's not something you see every day. Yeah. And I thought that was really exciting. And I was absolutely honored when you asked me to host that panel. And I'm so excited. I (laughs) moderate the panel. I think that's going to be so great because I love uh, Rachel and Kayla. It's going to be such a great panel, but also talking about like the opportunities available to women in this industry, because I, I don't think a lot of people realize like how, like these are companies. These are companies, and as they grow, you can grow with them. So how can you get in and make sure that you grow with the company you're with? Yeah, and so that's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, I remember when I was at the Porter, and Rachel was our sales rep for Monday night. And it's really awesome to now know that she's COO of Monday night, which is incredible. And so just to give people an opportunity to share their stories and things that Um, They've learned along the way and just to be helpful for anyone in the industry who is looking to make craft beer their career and maybe some things that they can consider and that might be helpful to them to move forward. I just Um, love it. Yeah. Uh, So let's see. Our Jekyll panel is breweries and a sustainable future. Jekyll um, has made a significant investment in sustainable, sustainable packaging. They have the I think they're called turtle packs. Oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah. So they're um, my friend, Junabelle, who is the salesperson there. She even says that, you know, they're 
they're biodegradable. They're yeah. technically won't harm you if you eat them. Like she's even oh. eating a piece of it, which I don't, I'm not suggesting that anyone go eat their turtle pack, but it is supposed to be safe for the turtles and creatures I and good for that. the environment. So Atlanta Brewing um, does that too. Cause they did some stuff with the, um, with the aquarium, which is really cool. Yeah. So I think that's awesome. And I think like more yeah. breweries with more distribution doing that. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And so from them, we just want to hear more about some of the considerations that go into, you know, taking on an investment like that, because sustainability is important. I think, you know, being mindful of environmental concerns associated Mm -hmm. with brewing activities is important and maybe some things that are related to that. They've also, um, you know, they have brew pubs now and they're they're in a period of growth and change and from a sustainable just business future, I'd love to, I'm excited to hear women on their team kind of talk about some of that growth and change as well. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And Creature Comforts, where our, our focus there is going to be business growth and social responsibility, I think is the name of it. Oh, wow. Just because they're very engaged in their community and do a lot of giving back and outreach. I love to, to see their you know, their posts about that. And they, they're also have a great deal of transparency with the way that, you know, they're addressing some of our more challenging issues for breweries and um, culture and making sure that we're creating safe spaces for employees and our consumers as well. So I was really just curious and interested to have for, you know, give them the opportunity to really share with our audience and to have nice discussions around, you know, considerations as you're trying to be mindful, not only of achieving business goals, but how you can do so in kind of mindful manner, being thoughtful of your community and how you represent your brand in the world. I love that. I think that's really great and such a great topic for craft beer breweries because they're so ingrained in their communities and they get so much neighborhood support. So I think that's a really great topic to bring up. And then there's a lot of, you know, people that are in these neighborhoods that maybe that's like, oh, next time I have to do like a charity event, I'll go to my local brewery and talk to them and try to incorporate them in this because I I just think that that's such a great like these are such great topics for each of these panels. Yeah. And, and I think it's important to real to acknowledge that there's no like right or wrong answer. Mm-hmm. The goal is just to have a diverse set of folks come together to have a, a discussion that's open and safe so that we can all learn and hopefully advance and progress and move forward and have a better industry tomorrow than we had yesterday. I think that's awesome because we, with this industry, we just have so much potential. We're still like a pretty new and very quickly growing industry. So we just, we do have so much opportunity to affect change as we grow um, more so in, you know, other industries. So I think it's really great things, great things to stay on top of. And Dames and Dregs being a place for that, those sort of discussions to take place is really cool because, you know, you're not, as, as much as I love beer festivals, you know, you're not just going booth to booth having beer. Like there's so much more for you to do and experience. And there's the art market with so many like local independent artists and the food vendors. It's just, there's just so much going on and the performers throughout the day. There's so much entertainment throughout the day. Because we also strive to be supportive of our community as well. You know, we're bringing together lots of breweries, but you know, we we're in Atlanta and we want to engage as many small 
um, businesses in our community as we can. I mean, we're small too. So mm-hmm. um, we hope that with each year we'll continue to grow and be able to work with more um, people in our community. But that's, that's the, that's kind of, that's just a thing. We just want to um, create as many authentic relationships as we can to have as many partnerships and collaborations as we can in the spirit of having a very strong community. I love that. And then how do people get tickets? Where do we need to go to get tickets? So tickets are available for our website and we're, um, or Masquerades, Atlanta's website, and um, they're through Ticketmaster. Um, you can go to www.jamesanddragspearfestival.com. Oh, that's great. Um, and then when you purchase a ticket, what comes with, because there's two different ticket types. There's the regular gener- general admission, and then there's the VIP ticket. There is the the general admission ticket. And we also have a VIP, which in our VIP area this year is sponsored by Creature Comforts, which is really going to be awesome. That's awesome. Cool. And so with VIP, um, so the benefits of getting VIP versus general admission is you get to go up and get some food and some drinks and everything separate from general admission. Yeah. So our VIP tickets are $85. You get access to the festival an hour earlier. So it's like instead of one to five you can come in at 12 and if you wanted to come in and hit up all the the beverage stations and check out the artist market with fewer folks that's the ticket for you you can come in check everything out we also have a dedicated vip space with most importantly dedicated bathrooms because that's always a consideration at beer festivals is where you go potty um and there is going to be food and um snacks and just a lot of fun. And that's a DJ. There's like, it's just a really cool space and you'll have more personal engagement with the creature comforts team. Cause they'll be there to support. And it's just going to be a fun day. Um, general admission tickets um, are $55. The festival for general admission ticket holders starts at one. It goes until five. Um, you still have the same that's access great- to all of the beverage booths and um, the arts market. And we'll have lots of food vendors on site. So it'll still be lots of fun and we'll, you'll get to see, we'll still have shows and obviously like scene and feet will come through. Um, Yeah. It'll just be a fun day. I'm so excited. Okay, cool. Well, I'll have a ticket link in the bio for my Instagram to purchase tickets. Awesome. I am so excited. So yeah, come and check us out this weekend. I will be hosting a panel and then I am also hosting the festival with our dear friend, Chris, uh, the craft beer connoisseur. Cannot wait. We're going to be splitting hosting duties and yeah, so it's going to be something that you definitely don't want to miss out on. So (laughs) everyone get your tickets. Come celebrate. It'll be a fun day. It's going to be nice weather. Not supposed to rain so we're gonna cross the fingers we're excited and it won't be really hot which is a neat feature of doing a festival in december instead of august yeah all about that life la volée Oh, allez-nous à boire Non pas du maillage Toujours en regrettant Nos jolis temps passés Si que tu te manies Avec un vilain fille 
t'es dans les grandes Il faudra tu fais ta vie avec Oh, parlez-nous à boire Non, pas du mariage Toujours en regrettant Nos jolis temps passés Si que tu le